0: ladies, welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and chief connector at Black Girls of Purpose. I am so excited to be with you all this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're listening, especially because we've been on hiatus for two months almost, and I haven't come to y'all with a live episode in three months, because I had my girl, Jessica Ayers, recording for me in the month of June, and then in July and August, we did our episodes in Rewind series, so I'm super excited to be back on the podcast with you ladies, and gentlemen if you're listening. Uh, I'm also really excited because I have the opportunity to bring to you all a friend of mine. She is a member of our Activate community with Black Girls of Purpose. We actually met in Chicago uh, last year at a conference and it's just so funny how God had two Christian women from Dallas meet in Chicago only to end up here uh, back on this podcast and being in in fellowship with each other. So I'm super excited to introduce you to Tiedra Jackson. Uh, Tiedra is a Baton Rouge Louisiana native who is passionate about equipping others to live a crowned life personally and professionally. She received her Bachelor of Science in Business Administration. In specifically in management from Paul Quinn College in Dallas, Texas, and she also received her Master's of Science in Human Resources from Pepperdine University in Malibu, California. She is a visit- visionary and the creator of King's Kid, an Amazon best-selling author, and she loves journaling, traveling, and creating meaningful relationships. Tiedra often says, and I love the saying, all she says, Dr. Dre drops beats and I drop jewels. She drops specifically n- jewels of knowledge and wisdom, and today on the podcast, she's going to share with us the inspiration behind launching a month-long initiative as a part of Self-Improvement Month and the ways that you can get plugged in. So without further ado, let's introduce you to Tiedra Jackson.
1: Thank you so much, Bree. I love you. I love everything that you do. And just know that by being in the community of Activate is how the whole theme of self-improvement came about. But we'll get to that later in our interview. But thank you so much for inviting me. I'm super excited.
0: Me too. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. I always do the formal bio, but I like people (laughs) to share things that they would not read on their bio. (laughs)
1: So for me, I'm all about really living a crown life. And when you think about crown, it's to create a culture where relationships, opportunities, wisdom is nurturing and evolving through dialogue. So everything I do, it centers around that, whether that's in my home, whether that's in King's Kid, whether that's at work, it doesn't matter where I am. I want to leave that room saying that was crown. I also... I'm engaged. So I, my fiance and I, we've been together for about two, two or three years. I should not know that actual date by now. I'm always the one that just don't know. I'm like, is it this day? And then we have a dog who we named Quinn. So I live in Dallas, Texas with my fiance and my dog Quinn, and we're a big, happy, peaceful family. So I'm just really excited to be here.
0: And we're super excited to have you I know you all were supposed to be married next month right September was supposed next
1: September? week this next is week like
0: it was supposed to be wow
1: next week but due to due to the coronavirus and the pandemic we decided to postpone our wedding however we still operate as if we are married that didn't stop us. it just stopped visible, the visible mm-hmm. what people see it just stopped that part, which is why you shouldn't always focus on the on the day mm-hmm. because the, they can get moved. So that's a whole another podcast for yeah. a whole different time. yeah, but I do think um, even with us having to postpone our wedding, it has allowed us to refocus on one another. It has allowed us to just have fun and it just allowed us to honestly save money. So listen. yeah. So, so, so,
0: so I COVID. love that you said that because I feel like that's a big part of self-improvement, right? Like finance. Yeah. Um, yes. I know that for me and I know a lot of people for this year, obviously COVID has impacted so many in negative ways. Um, right. I actually had a, a, a church member who passed from COVID um, this past week and, oh, you know, it was our church is a huge church, but there was, this was the first death that we had from COVID. But I th- also feel like with every negative, there's also been this other side of it where people are taking that time to reflect on the things that matter to them, taking that time to see like, wow, I didn't realize I was spending this much money in this particular area, but now that that's not even an option, I'm saving a ton of money and maybe this is a time I can start investing or a time I can start paying off debt. And so I wanna know how... COVID has helped you in your self-improvement?
1: Oh my God, COVID changed the game for me. So it helped me in more in more than one way. From a spiritual aspect, I'm gonna I'm start with spiritual because that's the way that, that's the environment that we leave it. From a spiritual aspect, I see God completely different. Before 2020 hit, I wasn't even checking for 2020. Everybody was like, 2020 gonna be my year. I wasn't looking for 2020. I was already mad about it. But God told me at the beginning of 2020, be vulnerable, be open, be a partner. COVID has allowed me to be all of those things without having to compromise myself. I literally transitioned careers in the middle of a pandemic. There was nothing but God. And in that I had to have crazy faith. I had to trust God, but I had to be a partner with him in knowing that I'll trust his plan. I thought I was going to leave one full-time job, go to another full-time job. I left or got experienced a reduction in force in one full-time job, went four months without nothing, only to get a combination of contract opportunities and a part-time job. So when you put all those hours together, that's a full-time job, basically. So it allowed me to submit my plan. It allowed me to submit my finances. It has allowed me to submit every being of my body. But it has also allowed me to be vulnerable with God. It allowed me to be vulnerable with people and shed light onto injustices that are that's going around within our nation today. And when I say that, when God told me to be vulnerable, he said, be vulnerable specifically when I tell you to. And I paid attention to that before I was released from my job. I had spoke out about about the injustices that goes on within the workplace. So I was able to partner with him to speak out about certain injustices in our workplace. And I was happy about that because I knew that was God leading me. So it affected me to speak up in the workplace, be vulnerable with God. I now now have a better understanding of where my money is going, where our money is going. And I'm trusting God throughout it all. So I have a different type of faith now. So it has helped in every aspect of my health, of of my life, and even my health because I did contract COVID. So now I'm paying attention to the little bitty things in my body. It's not just, oh, that's a cough now. It's, hold up, let me check that. Let me sit in there. Let me monitor my body from the previous past days to today. So it's, has given me a more holistic view of life internally and externally.
0: Yeah, that's good. I like that you spoke specifically on the health aspect, because I know that, you know, just as Black people, um, as Black women, uh, a lot of times we are, I can't even say criticize because there's a lot of accuracy to the fact that we don't take the best care of ourselves. I know that for black women, um, I think that there's just a lot of neglect that goes into our health because we are, yeah. you know, the, the hustlers, the grinders, the providers, the this yeah. and the that. And so we're the, what is that? The, the, the Jackie of all trades or whatever the case right. may be. And so it just uh, oftentimes is a, it's hard to slow down. And I know for me, when COVID first hit and stuff shut down, I was grateful and I was sad that I was like excited to just have everything that I was planning to do be canceled because, and I know that you can probably speak to this as well, as women of faith, when you feel like you have a lot of ideas and a lot of inspiration, you want to do all the things because you're like, hey God, I want to make sure that when I come to you in heaven, you're like, hey, well done my good and faithful serpent and not, hey, I gave you all these ideas and you didn't do anything with them. But I had been feeling this tug specifically with my nonprofit to postpone our entire year's schedule to next year. And I actually talked with my co-founder about this and she's like, Oh, okay. You know, yeah, sure. That's fine. And then a few weeks later, she's like, actually, why did you say that? I was like, I don't know. I just felt like that's what God was leading me to do. I think we should just pause really spend this year kind of evaluating what it is that we offer. And then, once we get that clarity then we can roll things out and she said yeah but we could also just move out in faith so i was like okay well that's what it is with the partnership you say let's move forward so let's move forward and then god had COVID hit and i was like no you really were saying to postpone the whole calendar so there was also just this peace with knowing what it looks like to operate in god's timing and that you know sometimes we feel like we're hearing from god to pause but then that that grinder in that's us too. is like no but i have to keep going so how have you managed that, like that urge to be on your game? And even with you talking about, you know, having to transition from working full-time to being at home for a few months, how did God kind of reshape your identity
1: with that? I was forced to be in that pause. When you experienced a job transition so I was working in one function of HR wanting to transition to another function of human resources HR and in that positioning if you look on the news it's millions of people that are unemployed people are just taking whatever job they can have so someone for example it could be someone that have five year, five to ten years of experience but they're applying to a job that where they only need three to five years of experience. That takes me out of the ballpark. You know what I'm saying? That takes me out from an experience standpoint because I don't even have what the what corporate would say solid experience in the area that I want to transition to. And when, what you have to understand is organ, organizations are made up of people. People don't know how to navigate this COVID thing. So there have been many times where I've experienced, I'm applying for a job, interviewing for the job, make it to the second round, and there's a, there's a thing of silence. I had to learn to sit in that silence. Then I went to a place to where I got uncomfortable in this silence. Like, God, where are you? Like, this is the promise. Why are you showing up? Why aren't these organizations responding? I started I, I started doing Bible studies after I started doing Bible studies. At this point, I felt like I hit a place of grief. So I'm in my house every single day, and I don't know what emotion I'ma have. I was sitting at the couch with my fiance and we're having a conversation and I just start crying. The next moment. I'm laughing. You didn't know what emotion you was gonna get from me. And I had to sit in that. I had to tell God, like, I'm not happy with this. This is not what you promised me. This doesn't feel like a crown to life. I don't feel like I'm crowned for this. I don't feel like I'm getting what you promised me. Why? Why did you do this to me? And a lot of times it was a purifying process. He had to pure, that was his way of purifying my heart. That way, whenever that job do come and it did, I wouldn't give nobody else but the praise but him. And he positioned me in a place from, not from where I could be prideful, but from where I could walk in peace, I could walk in clarity and I could walk in my crown and owning that and knowing only God can give me that. It was also from a place of, not allowing finances to become my idol because I had a specific dollar amount that I wanted. And I'm gonna be real honest with you, Brie. I didn't want the dollar amount because, oh, it's something that the market says. The market was a part of it, but I put work in. I put the work in to get paid for what I wanted. But we have to know that God will restore and we have to know that he will give us in our timing. So when I got the dollar amount, And it wasn't what I wanted. I had to submit to that too. I had, so I was forced, I was forced into silence because people didn't know if they wanted to hire. I was forced into silence because I'm competing with uh, thousands of other applicants. People, organizations, applicant tracking systems tripled, quadrupled because everybody's applying now. The market is hot now. So I had to sit in it. I had to wait in it. I had to f- affirm myself in it. My mirror to this day still has, I am crowned. Before there's a blessing, there's a breaking. I am worthy. My mirror still have that on it because just in case if I ever forget, I can have those reminders from when I was going through that. So I was forced in it. But just as I was forcing it, I had to force my way out of it with the word of God and with affirming myself over and over and getting community around me to pray over me when I just couldn't pray for myself.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think community has definitely been saving grace, and I think we've also seen just how fluid and flexible community can be, because obviously most of us are not in community physically with people outside of Mm the people that we live with, maybe family members we might have ventured out to see, Um, but Mm -hmm. I know, you know, we talked about the Activate community earlier, and I know that that was a great group because of us, you know, it was great to be around a group of women who all felt like God had put a, a burden on their heart to do something. And I know for me, the thing that I love and still love to this day, I mean, even with this podcast, I love seeing the different giftings that God has given his children, you know, to be able to say, wow, this person is an HR professional. Wow, this person loves dentistry. Wow, this person is a gardener, you know, and, and how he uses each of those things to bring him glory. And so, For you, as someone who is um, in the HR field, who also has this other organization, like how have you seen God use your giftings in the different roles that he has had you in since you graduated from school and just are doing things on a daily basis?
1: Oh, that is a, that's a really good question. And I've saw the, I've seen the evolution. So when I went to school, I knew I wanted to work in HR. I knew but I didn't know about the different functions of HR. So I started in one function, which was recruiting. And I was like, this is cool. I'll see what I could learn. But then with my organization, with King's Kid, I was doing a lot of training, a lot of facilitating. And the question that always came to mind is, if you could do something for free, what would, it, what would you do? And that's what I was doing for my business. I was doing it. I was volunteering. Anytime somebody said needed a speaker, a trainer, a facilitator, a panelist, I'm trying to figure out how I can get there. I saved my vacation time for two reasons. One, for actually vacation, because I believe you should use your vacation time. But two, if those opportunities came and I needed to take off, I had the time to do it. So as I hit a rough patch, to where I enjoyed doing the work for free, then I was doing the work for my actual salary. And I'm like, okay, God, we need to switch this up. And that's when I started to research like the industry of training, development, facilitation. I was like, hold up, this is a whole career. I can do this. So then it was, God, how can I make how can I make this switch? I had been trying to transition careers since June, July of 2019. I'm just
0: now making a switch, officially. Hey you. Yes, you. The awesome person listening to this podcast episode. I have a feeling that if you're here, you've been a part of the Black Girls of Purpose community for a minute. And so I want to give you a new way that you can represent whenever you're in the streets, whenever you're at your friend's house, whenever you are even self-quarantined at home and just putting videos on your social media feed. I want you to buy a shirt from our Black Girls of Purpose shop. We have so many awesome designs and I really feel like it's just a great way to show that you're a part of this community. So if you're interested in getting our Purpose Over Profit shirt, our Purpose Over Pressure shirt, if you're interested in getting our shirt that says we walk by faith and not by sight, then make sure you go over to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash shop. And if you enter promo code PURPOSE20, you'll get 20% off of your order. Mm -hmm. for me um you know it's funny I went to school for journalism and I went to school for journalism because I love storytelling and I remember when I graduated like literally weeks before I graduated when I should be applying for jobs God just he switched things up on me and all of a sudden my desire to work for this magazine that I always wanted to write for um, went away completely. And so I'm like, well, Lord, what are we going to do now? And ended up doing a year of service in New Orleans. And um, that changed my entire life because I got involved in team ministry. I ended up writing a few books while I was out there. And it's funny because as I look back, God was like, why did you start in the field of journalism? And I said, because I love storytelling. He's like, So you're storytelling right now, like that's what you do with the podcast, right? You know, with your books that you're writing, and it's funny how he'll take something and allow us to go in a specific direction because he wants us to cultivate those gifts, but then we may use them in a way that we weren't expecting. So, that in mind, tell me about how King's gets King's kid even got started, like. Were you just looking to fill a need? Was it something that people were asking you about? I know that that's often how things get started, right? Is that, it's like, well, I had these mentees and I kept (laughs) meeting with them. And then I was like, you know what? Let's get them all together in one room so I can have a little bit more time to do some other things. So tell us a little bit about how you started your organization, King's Kid.
1: So my my grandfather named is Emmett Lee King. And I was raised with my grandfather and my grandmother, a part of my life. So after a interesting breakup experience, basically a relationship where I had replaced a guy with God and we broke up, my mom used to always give me these journals. My mom had journals everywhere. My mom had journals everywhere. She always brought me a journal every year, nonstop. So I had all of these empty journals. And after that breakup, I said, let me just, let me just write. Let me just write. And as I took the journal off the dresser, I said, I'm the king's kid. And that was my way of affirming myself in who God is, but also the bloodline of my grandfather. It was me taking my identity back. And I started to write in the journals and I felt the desire to do more. So then I started writing to my mentees and I felt the desire to do more. So now I'm like, well, should I start a blog, a podcast, or what? Like, I don't know anything about either industry. So I just just kept writing. And then the opportunity for a book came along, a book partnership came along. So I wrote in a book. So around the time that the book launched, the blog launched at the same time. I kind of did them both at the same time. But with the blog, it was me affirming myself in who god is first in my life and me affirming myself in who my grandfather called me out to be so that's why when people see king's kid it they it it has two s's and people like well why is the first is to signify god but the second is to signify my grandfather because both of them told me i'm worthy i'm confident i'm beautiful And then I had my dad to do the same thing. And now I have my fiance doing the same thing. So I've always had men in my life, especially, you know, men like God, men like my grandfather, to always call that out in me. And it was a way for me to just remember that, remember who I am. Don't forget that. Don't give my identity over to somebody else to control. So that's how it got started. And I just continued to write and figure out what this blogging Christian blogger industry is about.
0: Awesome. So I know that you still blog now, but how did you, obviously things have continued and like you said, you have training, different opportunities, you've had opportunities to speak. So how did those opportunities come about? Because what I find, and you know, I wrestle with this a lot as a, again, as a Christian woman, sometimes when we've talked about this privately, we try to put ourselves in a room, you know, we're like, okay, Lord, I'm gonna start putting my speakers pitch together I'm gonna get my media kit I'm gonna do this and that and I have seen that those efforts are futile for me I don't know maybe if y'all have advice on how you can do it if it's not I just know for me personally if it's not God's will if that's not his timing I can send myself to every booking agent I can send myself you know I can send out all the press kits the media kits and it doesn't matter because he will shut it down because one it's ministry first that's what he always brings me back to but two I think it kind of ties with what you were saying before like can't Care so much about my character that he's not going to allow me to get something prematurely and so previously right. while i might have been elevating under the brand of oh god and my identity in christ he's like yeah but there's a little bit there's still a little bit of world you to work here. that out exactly he's like and you're gonna get up there and you're gonna forget about me completely and all of a sudden you're gonna pivot and you've stopped putting me in your in your you know in your speeches and that kind of thing and so how have you seen god open doors for you to speak and then how have you seen him close some of those doors where you're like no god I really should be on that stage and he's like no you shouldn't and if you were
1: I would have put you up there. I was driving from an event that I left I went to this event and I volunteered at this event when I as I was volunteering I was like I can do this I can do this god this is what you call me to do I know I can do this that advice is easy. And on my way home, I found myself tussling with that. Like, why wouldn't you choose me? Why wouldn't you select me, God? Like, I could have did that. That was easy. This is what he told me. I will not give you a stage until you're ready to serve. Serving, serving is a heart posture. I wanted the stage so bad that as soon as he would have given me the stage, he knew I would have neglected him and he wasn't going to take that. He wasn't going to be okay with that. So for me, when he gave me that advice, I said, okay, cool. All right. You know, I don't agree with that, but you know everything and all these, So we just going to go with what you said. So I was preparing to nominate someone else for another event. I was at work and I received a phone call that said, would you like to be our guest speaker? Thus far, I've been speaking, you know, publicly officially for about two years. Thus far, this has been the most diverse crowd I've ever spoken to and the biggest, about 250 people, all, all races, all generations, like millennial to boomer. And it resonated with each person. But when I got that call, I had to sit at my desk and cry. And I cried because I said, now I'm ready to serve God. My heart was right. My heart was in the right place to serve him. So so many times you see the you see the stage and you see the people on the stage, and that is a great gift. That is a gift. But it's also a gift for that person to assist the speaker. That's a gift too. It's also a gift for somebody to greet that person, for somebody to set that up on a back end. So it's gifts all through that thing. But for me, I wanted the stage so bad to where he knew the moment he gave it to me. I would have forgotten about him. So he took me through a process to where I would see other people get elevated and I would serve those people before I would ever touch that stage. So now a lot of times when I am invited to speak, like I spoke at a conference last year and they was like, oh, speakers sit on the front row. I was like, I don't want to sit on the front row. I'm, I want to sit right here. Can I sit right here? And I sat on the second row. Like, I don't, I don't want to be that so high and mighty to where I forget God is in the mix. I don't want to, because life, life is hard. Let's just be honest. Life is hard with God. I don't want to imagine what it's like without. I don't want to do that. So for me, that's what he told me. I will never give you a stage until you're ready to serve. And when he told me that, I, w- I just had to sit in it. I had to sit. And it was uncomfortable, because you don't want to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, well, my heart, my heart is good, God, knowing and where your heart not good don't be don't be going to the throne lion let's be honest
0: girl that just spoke to me just that even the willingness to sit in the second row because i know there there was an event i went to earlier this year uh before everything shut down and a woman had come up to my table and she was asking me about my book and you know just a really awesome woman to talk to and then when the speakers came up she got on the stage i was like oh just talking you know and I, I loved her humility because there was nothing about her that said I'm a speaker and I'm untouchable and please you know keep your distance like she was very relatable and it made me pay that much more attention to what it is that she had to say and I also have learned not to envy the stage so much because you don't know what. St- things that people had to do before they got on the stage like I remember there was this guy he was talking about how his book was a bestseller and like you said that resentment that bitterness came in I'm like Lord I have written books I have a story I and and God said do you know what his book is about it's like his book is about him being abused as a child do you want to be abused so that you can have a best-selling book and I said no sir I do not and so Mm -hmm. you know we we we, my dad always says, he said, people see your glory, but they don't know your story. The story. And so it keeps me humble. And like you said, it does keep me in that place where I'm like, God, I always want to have that heart posture that I don't forget about you. I always want to have that posture where i want to see the woman in the crowd because it's not just you know when we were younger it's like oh i want to see the teen girl no i also want to see the woman in the crowd who's probably thinking the same thing like dang i should be on that stage and be able to relate with her in such a way where she's like but i'm glad that she's saying something because you also sometimes you meet those people where you're like lord I don't think they should be up there. They don't even have a yeah. right attitude. He's like, one, you don't know what I'm doing with them. Two, at the end of the day, it's still not about like God. We don't get to choose who God chooses to use, you know? Yeah. But we just have to keep that heart of humility. Um, right. So I want you to tell us a little bit about, more about the self-improvement month because okay. um, on the as of this as of today, this, uh, when we're releasing this episode, self-improvement month has been done. So I want you to just know a little bit more about You know, how you even found out about self-improvement month and then what made you say, I'm going to make this a month where we're releasing content that's able, that's able to inspire women on a daily basis.
1: So that goes back to making sure you're in alignment with God. So I was planning to have guest bloggers on the blog. So I'm like if I'm going to have guest bloggers they need to know what they need to write about every single month. So I started to research what is in alignment with what I talk about on King's Kid. Personal development, professional development, lessons learned from others that are your mentors, things of that nature. So I discovered self-improvement month and it's a month for you to set goals, sell up and celebrate yourself. That's literally what Life is about, you're supposed to set goals, become a better self, become a better you, be your best self, be who all that God has called and crowned you to be, so I was like, this is cool, we'll do this as a lunch pad, well girl, God was like, first of all, you're not having guest bloggers, so you want me to want to do it. As we talked about offline, my wedding was supposed to be next month. And I told God, God, I'm not planning a wedding and self-improvement month. Last year, I did self-improvement month. And it was a lot of just ideas that he's given me in regards to time management, journaling, resting, and people loved it. Like, I received good feedback. So I'm like, I'm going to do it again this year. Well, when the coronavirus hit, he like, well, sis, your wedding postponed. So you got time today so I'm like so what am I gonna do with this whole month so I posed this question to the ladies in our activate community and I said y'all I did this last year and I really feel like God is leading it on my heart to do it again this year so they were giving me all I had a sheet of paper one sheet of computer paper front and back with ideas that they had just given me because I sat in the hot seat and they were like, you, you know, everybody's talking about secure your bag. Let's do a theme of secure your jewels since your whole theme is the crown theme. So I gave myself two weeks to plan out the type of topics that falls into securing your jewels. We always talk about the crown. And I think the crown is so important. But sometimes the crown has jewels. Some crowns have roses and thorns. Uh, each jewel celebrates a different thing. Each jewel have a different journey. So how do we make sure we fill your crown with jewels for you to secure? You want to talk about finances? Okay, let's, let's get somebody to talk about their journey into finances. We can secure all the bags and all the jewels, but if we don't have the wisdom to, to keep it there, then what are we doing? What, what are we doing? We're going through life blindly. So for me, it was an obedience thing. It was a thing of great tenacity, but it was also the thing that gave me the most hope while I was searching for a job. Like I would hurry up and do whatever I was supposed to do for the job search so I could get a chance to do things for self-improvement month. So I am super, super excited. I did not expect it to be like this, but God did. I did not expect to be you know, hosting a Bible study or have people to just come and talk about their journeys and interviewing people. I did not think of any of this, but God was like, you don't have a wedding to plan. So you have the time to do the assignment that I told you to do. So with the community, with the support, with people just saying yes and getting in on it, we were able to, you know, launch it. And I don't, I don't know what's going to come out of it. People, of course, I'm going to do a a survey but there there may be some people who don't do the survey but they are crowned because of it so it was all about being obedient even if it didn't look like what i wanted it to look like
0: I love that. And when you were talking, uh Proverbs 1921 came to my mind. It says you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. So when you're talking about like I gotta plan this wedding, God's like, Oh, okay, I'll just postpone it then since you said you're too busy to to do what I'm saying. Let me just move it back and now oh look, you're free. <laughs> like I have all the
1: time in the world. Be I'm, so I'm free petty. You.
0: You'd be like, Lord, really? seems like, I mean, I was trying to give you the option to do both, but you chose the wrong option. So here, let me make it clear for you. But I also enjoy when he does that. Usually later, <laughs> not yeah, a moment. yeah, not in the moment, not in the moment. But I'm like, okay, God. Like I said, like even with postponing our our calendar for next year, I said, okay, God. I wasn't sure, <laughs> but th- you're making me sure. This is definitely you that was speaking and saying it's time to pause. So um, that's a great transition to our up close and purposeful segment. And so I'll ask you these questions that I ask all of our guests. And my first question is, what does it mean to you to be a Black girl with purpose?
1: To be a Black girl with purpose is to own all the magic and not let up to make others feel comfortable. To be a Black girl with purpose is to know that you have a calling. We get the rap for, you know, saving everybody else and no one really saves us. But you can't do that when you're six feet under. And six, six feet under don't have bunk beds. It's one, one space. So to be a Black girl with, with purpose is to walk in your purpose, to know that God called you and crowned you for this, and to have community to help you fulfill that purpose. I couldn't do self-improvement by myself. I had a community of women that helped me with the idea gave me feedback that said yes that's what it means to be a black girl with purpose
0: obviously you know i'm completely obsessed with community <laughs> literally i, I have a, a life mission statement which is i connect women to christ calling and community, okay, community. So, <laughs> and because that purpose part is so important like community is so important with your purpose and i can even say for me there are so many things that i'm like i'm le- i'm giving it up and a sister will be like uh excuse me no, we're not. So what do you, this is something you need to be doing. So how can I help you? I mean, you yes. are even a part of that within, within our Activate community, being a part of the Facebook group and making sure people are commenting. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, for sending <laughs> people because you knew I didn't have the grace for it. And I was about to be, I was like, I don't want to just walk away. But I always think about David. And I think about how before he left to slay Goliath, he left his sheep in someone's care. And I think mm-hmm. that that's something that we have to stop doing is just abandoning projects and not allowing not waiting long enough for God to either place someone else there or for us to reach out to someone else and say hey this is something I still think is needed in the world and so I need you to take over it so who are some of the women in your community that you feel like you can tap tap into in those seasons where you feel like you're restless or you feel like you're struggling with your purpose
1: oh well when everything started off with the career I I I told you, I was like, yeah, I don't like my job. So you for sure. I have um, my best friend, Kira Thomas. I have um, Shariah Nicole. I have, I always say you need a friend that can touch heaven when you can't. And um, her name is Calandria Williams. This is the type of friend. She takes me and be like, have you started fasting? And I'm like, I was thinking about it. And she'll be like, well, I think you need to. And I'm like, all right, girl um, let's see, Nisha Lacole, Kiana Shaw, I mean, it's a commute, like, it's a community of women, and I don't think a lot of y'all know each other personally, but those are the women that are behind me, in front of me, on the side of me, above me, like, they, they cover me in different areas of my life, and those are just the women that are my age, you know, I have, women who are not my age who are older than me that I allowed to lead me guide me and things of that nature i'm a really pro- i'm a big proponent of mentorship that's why kings could have a focus of mentoring mentor development so i have mentors that i check in with with my career and things of my career my faith and all of that so those are the ones that you know come to mind um off top that are like in my immediate community but I I have a clique of women that's that's ready to help me consistently create crowning moments.
0: What are your go-to scriptures when you need encouragement? Because I know that you're a big affirmation person, and even when you were talking about what you have on your mirror, so how, what are some scriptures that kind of get you into those, like, snap out of a girl, we got this, we are crowned, what are some of those scriptures that you go to when you need it?
1: Oh, child. Jeremiah 20 29, 11 is, is always one, but I really, let me not say, but, and I love Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11 is the hall of faith. So like the NFL, the NBA, they have a hall of fame. Hebrews chapter 11 is that for the Bible. And what I love about Hebrews chapter 11, it describes different individuals in the Bible and it tells you what they accomplished by faith. So it's such and such accomplished this by faith, such and such accomplished this by faith. And it's like, it just goes on and on and then it hits you with a, and the world didn't deserve them. What? So if I can't read that whole chapter, I'll try to listen to it or I'll say, I'll write in my journal and say something like, what will you accomplish by faith? And when you put your name in the place of the Bible character's name, it hits you a little different and you move a little different and you affirm who you are in Christ and you start to walk that thing out. So I would, you know, Hebrews chapter 11, that's, that's kind of like my, that's my all-time favorite one. That one, that, it just gets me excited. It really gets me excited.
0: <laughs> that's good. What will you accomplish by faith? Um One of my last questions is, what is an encouraging word you have for someone who is struggling to walk in their purpose? Because I find especially the more women I talk to, I think all of us know what it is that we've been created to do, but there's that imposter syndrome that comes in and tells us that we can't or we don't know where to get started. So what would you tell that woman who's maybe listening to this podcast and they're saying, man, you know, I would love to start an organization or a blog or write a book or do this, but I can't because X, Y, and Z. What would you say to them?
1: First thing I would say is I was in that position. The second thing is you have to move past your fear and you have to cross out fear with a black pen and put faith with a red marker or a highlighter your faith has to be bigger than your fear you have to trust that god will move on your behalf if you're his you're his child you're his king's kid he created you before in your mother's womb like he created you so if he's done all of that before you were even born He can do it now, but we have to be intentional about seeking him. A lot of times we don't know or we don't have that confidence in him because in my experience specifically, I didn't didn't spend the time with him. So spend the time with him, get in community with him, gain clarity around who he is and his promises and start to walk it out. Don't start small. I mean, don't don't start big, start small, start beta testing out so many times when we do things, we want to launch it all out. Start small. Don't despise small beginnings. So the goal is to just start, but have faith in God and have faith in yourself, because you just might not know who you're saving from that. You're saving yourself.
0: Absolutely. I think with every woman that I've talked to on this podcast, and I I don't even know how many women we've interviewed (laughs) over the past two years, but Everyone started with feeling like a need for themselves, you know, mm-hmm. not even from a, a, nepotistic way or you know, like oh, I'm just or I'm just worried about me, but like this was my saving grace. Like I had to create right. something to keep from going crazy, or I had right. to I had to do this because I felt like it was the only thing that gave me meaning. Or even like you were talking about with self improvement month, like I was in a season where I was really disappointed with what things what what things were happening with my job so this gave me something to look forward to and so that's really I love that I love what you said about your faith having to be bigger than your fear it has so um second to last question what do you find yourself most grateful for in this season because I think that as we spoke about earlier um COVID has been a year 2020 so COVID (laughs) COVID has been (laughs) giving us a year of reflection so what do you find yourself most grateful for in this season?
1: Life and life more abundantly as he promised me when people look at me when people may find out that I went from a full-time job to a part-time job and wonder how can I call that blessed? That's because God still provided. We went from two incomes to to one income. And even with doing that, we were still able to pay our tithes consistently and pay ourselves. So I'm grateful for life because I'm able to do all of those things. I'm able to work with King's Kid. I'm able to go for a corporation. I'm able to work in my home. I'm able to connect with my community. So more importantly, life. And I cherish life a little differently now because I had COVID, but I wasn't in a hospital on a ventilator. I had COVID and I was in my bed. That, that, that makes you, it, it, it makes your story a little different. So many people are just now finding out I had COVID. They were like, well, you don't look like you had it. I mean, you don't look like what you go through a lot of times. So more importantly, life and life more abundant.
0: Great answer. So I know that um, I'm actually... Yay, I'm the first interview for self-improvement month. <laughs> Friday, Friday, September fourth. But how can our community, our Black Girls of Purpose community, sign up for Self Improvement Month? Because y'all, when I tell you T has something for every single day, like there's a two hour break from your phone on the weekends. There is like she said, there's a Bible study every Tuesday. So Tuesday. even tonight, as if you're listening to this on September 1st, there is a Bible study tonight. Uh, she has interviews with so many different women talking about rest, <laughs> talking about motherhood, talking about uh, just so many things so to get plugged oh into this movement. <laughs> so how can our community sign up for the self-improvement month?
1: So everything is on a website, wwwk double dot and there's an announcement bar. And when you click that bar, it'll tell you all about King's Kid. And then you can go and get your downloadable guide. I'm so excited. I listened to, I listened to the videos while I had COVID. I, listened, I did a before I sent it out to my speakers for approval. I listened to it and I was like, God, this is amazing. Like, I just smiled. So I'm super excited and I really just pray that it blesses others the way that it blessed me, the way that it blessed my guests and my sisters. Um, I'm just so so happy. But everything is on the website, www.kingsskid.com.
0: Awesome. So y'all heard her go over to kingskid.com, K-I-N-G-S-S-K-I-D.com. And then how can our listeners stay plugged in with you and connected with you and the Kings Kid movement?
1: Oh, I'm on Instagram, K-I-N-G-S-S-K-I-D. I'm on on Facebook, K-I-N-G-S-S-K-I-D, and the website, K-I-N-G-S-S-K-I-D. And even my personal page is connected to that, but I'm barely on there. So everything is all Crown Life, all King's Kid. Um, But just, yeah, connect with me, and let's seek and create crowning moments together in Christ
0: awesome well thank you so much T for being on the podcast I really enjoyed having you um I really want you to share one jewel I want you to crown our <laughs> listeners with one jewel before you before we sign off
1: <laughs> okay one jewel you don't have to compete or compare when you know that God has already crowned you
0: drops the mic see what she talking <laughs> out drops she you see how y'all she, she do y'all see how she just came off the dome with that I just want y'all to go back if y'all are on your iPhone click that 15 second button and just listen to that again and again and again you don't have to compete or compare when you already know that God has crowned you boom put it on (laughs) your phone put it we're gonna make that a downloadable screenshot that's so good that's so good well awesome again T thank you so much for being on the podcast I know our listeners are going to be so encouraged by this episode and like She said before you all, make sure you connect with her on social media and that you go to kingskid.com to sign up for self-improvement month. Thank you. All right, Purpose Peeps, that's it for this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do one of three things for me. First, post a screenshot and key takeaway on your Instagram story and tag us at Black Girls to Purpose so we can repost you. Second, if you think someone would enjoy this episode, please share it with them. And then third, please leave a review so we can continue to reach a lot of people with this podcast. It is such a pleasure to come to you guys each and every week, and I'm so looking forward to continuing to grow our community. Yeah.